Hello, Sark fans, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Shrews Views podcast here at the Shop Star with me, Johnny Drury. There's plenty to discuss today with the main topic being really something most people probably want to forget about after yesterday. The bragging rights went to Wrexham in the FA Cup. I'm going to reflect on that tie. We'll also talk recruitment, Matt Taylor, potential new signings and a lot more alongside our Salop correspondent, Ollie Westbury. Ollie, how are you, mate? It was billed as a, a great occasion yesterday, really. Sellout crowd, but not to be for Salop in the end. Um, I'm OK, mate. I'm OK. I must admit, I was... I was really, really disappointed yesterday after the game. Uh, probably the most disappointed I've ever been um, covering covering Shrewsbury. I was desperate for us to win. Um, and I say us, um, but I was desperate for Shrewsbury to win. Yesterday. Does that mean you're a true Salopian now, Al? Well, you cover the club. You want the club <laughs> to do well, don't you? It's you don't want you don't want the yeah you want the club to do well. So. Um, I must admit, I turned around to Jordan, who does, who 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 was on work experience. You know Jordan, don't you, John? Yeah, Jordan Price. Yeah, he was on the work experience with um with Shrewsbury Town last year, and he did uh, he does the match reports for the BBC and, and for PA, and he was sat next to me in the press box, and I, I turned to him and said, just as, as kick off the summer, I'm a bit I'm a bit like apprehensive, a bit nervous about this game. Because I really wanted Shrewsbury to win. Yeah, a few derby jitters, did you? A few derby Almost, yeah. Because I knew, no, because I knew how much it meant to the fans, um, and it was for them more than anything. Because you know, you, you, uh, you know, I know how much local derbies mean to people. Um, so yeah, I did feel a little bit, a bit like that. And then after the game, when when they lost, obviously I felt pretty flat. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it was a bit of a. Yeah, it was just a flat evening after I felt, um, yeah, I did, I did feel pretty flat, to be honest. Yeah, disappointed day, obviously, for Shrewsbury fans, like you mentioned there, big derby. First time the two sides had faced in, in 16 years and, you know, the circumstances from then to now are certainly completely different. We all know the Wrexham story and that sort of pro- probably heightened the, uh, you know, the, the will and the and the want to, to get the bragging rights. But unfortunately, it was Wrexham who were into the fourth round, Tom O'Connor's deflected goal in the 72nd minute, but that didn't really tell the full story of how the afternoon panned out. Did it all. I've I've watched some extended highlights and, and, and sort of following your commentaries of the game. And, and I know fans will have very different opinions on, on X, Y and Z. And, you know, they'll only really look at the result at the end of the day. But it was a case of really big missed opportunities for Salah, wasn't it? You know, it looked like the performance, like it was against Fleetwood, was there, but the missing the, the missing link was 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 obviously putting the ball in the back of the net, and there were some really big chances running there for Salah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably sense how kind of flat I feel about the situation at the moment by by kind of the tone of my voice. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously felt like it was it was it, town of town of you know at times this season really being have been criticised, Matt Taylor's been criticised, the recruitment has been criticised, and, 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 and perhaps rightly so. And and and, uh, and, and right, not perhaps, and rightly so, uh, because things have not been good enough. 17 goals in League One has not been, it's just not good enough. Um, and some of the work that has gone on at the club over the summer and stuff has not been, has not, has not, has, has not quite gone down the way that it should have done. Um, but I, I must admit, I, I struggle to kind of, I struggle with the 
with yesterday. Um, obviously, I put Matt's kind of post-match comments out after the game, and there's an awful lot of kind of, you know, I, I, I just think that he said Shrewsbury dominated the game, and I agree. I agreed with him. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, I just from a, from a neutral perspective, watching a game of football, there was one team that looked like they were going to win it, and one team that didn't look like they were going to win it. Now, don't get me wrong, I didn't think they were as good in the second half as they were in the first. Um, yet they still had the better chances in the second half. Um, I don't think the substitutions helped. I thought we did get worse for the substitutions. Um, so I would agree with that criticism as well. But at the end of the day, they had a like like what he said in his thing, they had enough chances to win three games of football yesterday and, and they didn't take them. They didn't take them when they, when they came. Um, you know, if Shrewsbury had won 3-1, that wouldn't have flattered them. That would have been a valid 3-1 scoreline. And, and Town have been at games, we talk about missed chances and Matt, Matt has spoken. He, even, he said to me yesterday about, you know, there's been concern about chances created this season, and rightly so, and there has been. But like even in games where Matt has come out and said we've had chances and not taken them, we might have had one chance. And at the end of the day, League One footballers, they're going to miss chances. They're not, they're not Premier League, you're not Premier League strikers, you know, they're not Mohamed Salah that gets one chance on the edge of the box and he bends it into the corner. You know, they're League One footballers for a reason. They're not gonna be, you know, they're not gonna get one chance and they're gonna stick it away. It's just it's not a re- it's a really good point, oh, because you know, if they did do that, they wouldn't be playing. They wouldn't be playing one, League One. They? No, they'd be playing at a higher level. Um, so and I think that's that's the thing, but so, so that when you keep saying, "Oh, well, we're creating chances," well, one chance is, is it's not necessarily enough because, um, so, but but yesterday, I mean, that just wasn't the case. I mean, some of the misses yesterday were criminal. They were criminal misses, and I'm not really sure what why that's the manager's fault. Now I understand. Now, now don't like take take this the wrong way, like for people listening, take this the wrong way, because I understand the overall, it's probably more of a build-up of the overall complexion of the season and the same old problems still being there. Like at the end of the day, we've not scored again. You know, lowest scorers in League One now, which considering that Cheltenham didn't score for the first 11 games of the season, is a pretty damning statistic that we've just not scored enough goals and we've just not offered enough in the final third. Um, so it's the long term, the but but for me that that game yesterday was different to 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 many that have gone before. I've not seen Shrewsbury create that many chances all season um, in a game in a ninety minutes game of football. Um, and I just feel and I just feel like maybe 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 it is. I saw somebody say somewhere that maybe that the looks run out. And 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 you probably can't complain too much because there's been games where we've not played very well and we have smashed and grabbed. You know I, I look at the likes of the game against Wickham where we scored from a shot from outside the area. And, and offered no threat whatsoever, um, but I, I do fit. I do. I thought Town were good yesterday. I thought they were good. I thought they played well, and I thought it, they were. I thought they were unfortunate to to not come away with three point, not three points, obviously, because obviously it was, <laughs> to, not, to not get round, to not get through to the next round. I, I, I truly, I, I honest to God, I, I, that's what I believe. Yeah, um, if you look at the if you look at the stat, you know, you look at the chat, obviously the Subwala chance is the, is the massive chance. Shea Dunkley's had a chance early on. I know Mal Bellin Mal Bennett's hit the bar is not it's not a clear cut chance, but you know, you've hit the woodwork there. Taylor Perry's chances as well in the second half, you know, two in the last, you know, in stoppage time, I think they were they're all they are all big chances and and I can understand I've I've seen a lot of the reaction from the Shrewsbury fans and, and you can understand the frustration. And a lot of the frustration is Probably not the out of the 
Yeah, the overall picture, it's not born out of maybe the performance yesterday, but also, you know, no one wants to lose to Wrexham yesterday. Everyone knows the Wrexham story. You know, it rubs a lot of people up the wrong way, especially if you're the, the, their rivals. And that's what it all boiled down to yesterday. But I think what you said there, it's, it's pretty balanced on the picture. You know, the frustrations are from previous weeks because there have been some dreadful diet performances. Yeah, but the last two performances... Been, there, have, there have been, haven't there? There have been. Yeah. Like Burton, oh, Chelsea, absolutely. the Christmas period, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was hard to watch. Um, but the last two games, they scored three against Fleetwood um, and they could have scored three yesterday. Yeah. You know, if they keep creating the, that volume of chances, they will go in eventually. They will go in and they will, the goal scoring four will be, I mean, it's a big if. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose I think that that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I honestly, truly believe that. And, and I was sat in the press box with a load of national press. I was talking to Jeff Peters from TalkSport um and he just said that was a smash and grab um and i was like yeah it, it was and that's what that's what everybody i mean i spoke to the wrexham reporter uh, as we were walking back to the press because because we did different press conferences yesterday we did normally at the bbc go and ask questions Stuart don't ask questions and then i'm stood there and then i go after that but we did two separate press conferences so i led the press conference and asked matt his thoughts on the game after he'd already uh, you know in the press room um, under the south stand so um, and as we were walking back to the press room, I was with the Wrexham reporter and he just turned around and said, geez, we got out of jail there. Um, and they did, they did. Um, and there's no other way I believe. And that's, that is, that's a truly honest reflection of what I saw of a game of football yesterday. I feel like at times this season, town have won games that they've not perhaps deserved to win, um, or probably, you know, defended well, um, but probably not offered anywhere near enough of a threat going forward. But I, I, I really don't think that yesterday was an occasion for that. I thought that they they were good value in terms of their performance. And like I said, like I, I do think there were things that were wrong in the game. Like I'm not not like a an apologist for the club um, because I do feel like they, they did get things wrong. The substitutions didn't help. I think it's easy to say that in hindsight, isn't it? But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was sat there on the sideline thinking, you've got to get Tom Bailey's on. You've got to get Tom Bailey's on uh, to add extra quality. Now, he didn't have the impact that I would have hoped that he would have had, but I still would have brought him on. And probably if you had the game again, you know, Tom Bailey's is the club's best footballer. Yeah, I would have brought, I would have brought him on too. Um, so... Yeah, they did. They didn't have. They didn't have the desired effect, and 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 it doesn't. It still doesn't change the fact that you know the goals aren't enough, and you know a bad result against Stevenage and and a bad performance. Like we know, probably no further on, but yeah, perhaps it is just the fact that it's Wrexham. But I, I really, I really felt quite flat because I felt like the Shrewsbury deserved more yesterday. Um, yeah. But maybe it's just balancing itself out because there's been games where they haven't deserved to win and they have. So you know, perhaps it's just that the pendulum is swinging. Um, but, but the, the, the thing that gets me is that, that it's the shots on target. It's, 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 it's when you hear or when you see people saying, oh, we only had two shots on target. Well, yeah, well, Tamisi's sitter from two yards out that he smashed over the bar wasn't a shot on target. Yeah, there's, there's contact in them, isn't there? Yeah. Taylor Perry's effort from five yards out in the six-yard yeah, box precisely. at the end of the game wasn't a shot on target because he made such a mess of it. But what, what can you yeah, you can look. Do you know what I mean? You can look at the stats anywhere you want. You look at the possession yeah. stats. Usually about thirty-eight percent possession at home yesterday, but really should have won the game. That you can look at it in all different ways, can't you? There was 
a couple of other points in the contentious um, issues. I know a lot was made of a, a Paul Mullen challenge, a high challenge on the on the goalkeeper Marco Morosi that looked like, you know, looking at it on a replay. I think if you got VAR on the ground, I think that it probably would have been a been a red card. That might have changed the complexion of things. It might not have done. But at the end of the day, it was all down to chances, wasn't it? And if you, you know, would have would have taken those, they probably, you know, they probably would be in um, in the draw on on Monday evening. There's not, aside from that, oh, there's not a, a massive amount we can say. But in terms of any individual players who, who stood out yesterday, I know Tamisi Subwale's been decent in the last, you know, he's really improved in the last couple of weeks and only played well against Fleetwood. Um, yeah, who, who sort of stood out for you? Anyone anyone in particular in that display yesterday? I know that that's not something fans will probably want to hear a lot of. All they want to talk about is the result, really. But but anyone anyone stand out for you? Well, I think if you, I, I don't know, I know you put the stories online, Johnny, so maybe when you put my player ratings online this morning, you might have seen, but they weren't a particularly negative round of player ratings. Now, you know, there's been times this season when I've been having to give players, you know, four, fours and fives, you know, the whole world round. So for the way I do player ratings, it's six is if you start with a six, and this is only my opinion, you know, but you start with a six. So, you know, if if you turn up and you're okay, then you get a six. If you're worse than that, if you're noticeably bad, you get five. And if you're terrible, you get a four. Blah 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 blah. And then vice vice. You know, you start with a six, you do okay, you get a seven. Blah whatever. And there's been times this season where you've had to give players really low marks. I didn't find that was a that was a that was a the the, the, the situation yesterday. I didn't think the players were. I thought there were some good performances in there. I thought Mal Benning had his best game in a Shrewsbury shirt. I thought Tamisi, although perhaps at times looks potentially lost from a defensive perspective, I think he offers you a real physicality and athletic ability. He's a strong runner and he's almost like what, what you see him do is you see him knock it past the defender and he's just got the physical attributes to get on the end of it again. Um, I thought the defenders, I thought they all had a decent game. Um, you know, I thought I thought they coped with Mullin. Um, you know, this brilliant footballer, Paul Mullin. Um, I th- thought they coped with him pretty well. He never really had a sniff. Um, you can see he's a good footballer, mind. Like, you can see he's a decent player. He's a very physical striker. Um, he clearly knows where the net is. Um, but I, th- I thought Dunkley, Dunkley marshalled him pretty perfectly. Um, I thought the centre halves were pretty good. I think Elliot Bennett does a fairly solid job at right wing back. Uh, and and can put a ball in, um, so yeah, I, I actually think that there were, and I thought Bowman did better than he has done. Um, it seems that Bowman seems to thrive on. And so what I gather with Ryan Bowman is he's one of the fittest players in the squad. Uh, he's a real athlete, and I think when they press teams up high, it really is something that plays to his strengths. Perhaps when they when they kind of at times this season, Town have been really direct, and it has been hard to watch. And then when they kind of punt balls up to Bowman up front, and he's charged with kind of bringing the ball down and it's just not an easy task and he kind of struggles with it but when they press teams high like they did with Wrexham yesterday it, it, that kind of plays to his strength because he's got an engine and the same with Tamisi Savawali he's got an engine too so you know they're, they're quite mobile players they've got you know they're good runners they, uh, and they do they do they do pretty well so um that's that I actually thought that there was some there were some pretty, some pretty. It was, just, it was. I suppose it was more the changes, really. They just didn't, they just didn't quite work out, did they? Um, you know, uh, Roland Idawo came on and made his debut and came on for 20 minutes and didn't really do anything. Um, and, and the same for Max Matter, really. He, he kind of, they kind of lost their impetus, really. Town did with the substitutions. Um, 
And there's that thing, isn't there, I think, really, for Shrewsbury, that concerns me more than anything. It's, it's more the body language when they go behind. It, sometimes it almost feels as if maybe are they not that sure that they believe they can get back into it? Because they just looked a bit, they went behind and they just looked a bit shell-shocked and they looked a bit rattled by it. Whereas for 72 minutes before that, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty a pretty fair assessment from what I can what I can gather. Just finally, I'll, I just want to reflect really on the last last couple of weeks and, and the performances more than anything. You know, we, we we've we, we've talked and talked, haven't we, about the missed chances and that being the difference. But you know, how how will Matt Matt Taylor be feeling on the back of this? Obviously, there's a little bit, well, more than a little bit. You know, pressure from certain sections of the supporters. I don't know if there's any pressure from inside the club on on Salop's position at the moment, but you know. The performance was there again, and, and, and I know Fleetwood are, are struggling down the bottom in, in League One. But the performance and the result was there against Fleetwood. The performance and just not the result was there against against Wrexham. Is there, you know, are, we, are you starting to see a, a few little building blocks? And you know, I know this comes as we said, you know, there's always with context and on the back of them dreadful performances over Christmas and before Christmas. But is there little building blocks starting? You know, it's very key that they go. And, Build on this against Stevenage, you know, because like you've mentioned there, a result in a bad performance against Stevenage, and you, you're right back to almost square one again. But are you seeing little signs that this side are improving? I mean, I, I am. I am seeing signs. I mean, the last two games have been much better, but they're just generally pretty good at home anyway. The, the, the problem is, is we're not, we're probably past that point because performances can improve and chances created, but we need results now. Results and goals. It's been, it's been, yeah. I mean, the, the record and the goal scoring record has been too poor for too long for them to have the leeway of, okay, we're going to play pretty well, create chances, miss them and lose, because we don't. Fans don't want to don't want to see that anymore. They want results, um, and that's just the way that it is. So, although I think that there are some green shoots and there are some positivity, I mean, it sounds bad, but I kind of think it's pretty irrelevant at, at this stage. You know, um, I think what would benefit, so put it this way, you could say town could play exceedingly well, play really, really well for the next three games, win one, lose one, draw one. Um, and I, I don't think that would, you know, I don't think those results would really change fans' minds, but they need to, they need to win. They need to go on a run. They need to go on a run. Um, and similar to what they did last year, um, you know, under, under Steve Cottrell, uh, around this time when they won that 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 amount of games in succession, and I think that's the way that that that's what they need. They need to win games because that's the only way to buy yourself time and to get the fan pressure off your back is to pick up results. Uh, and I feel like we're we're past we're past seeing positive signs with because every defeat is a meltdown. And you know I listen to the verdict on BBC Radio Shropshire and you see the fans calling in and calling for the manager's head and you see it on 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 social media and things like that and it just feels like we've gone past the point of you know all oh, positives you know to take because that's this just you know the biggest the biggest telltale sign for me is always the case is, is to kind of semi-ignore what happens on social media um the biggest telltale sign for me of how a fan base is coping with the result is the reactions of full time that's how you really that's how you truly know um because you, you do i mean burton away that tells you everything you need to know about you know what the what the fan base is thinking because of their reaction um and i think we'll, we will have to see the game at stevenage see the result and, and see how the fan base reacts until we can potentially get a gauge on where they're actually where they're at 
um, at this moment in time. But I felt like yesterday, no one could quite believe that we'd managed to not get something from that game. No, no. So I don't know whether I'm. I don't know whether I'm. I, I'm attempting to add balance. To I think that is a very yeah to a, to a situation where it, it you know there is undoubtedly some good. Yeah, probably more bad than good, but there are there are things in there that aren't necessarily you know, the end of the world as well. That It's just whichever glass you try and look at it, and I'm trying to provide balance. Yeah, I think you're, I think that is a very sort of balanced assessment. I just wanted to, to go on to another point that's come out of yesterday, and Shrewsbury fans would have been, you know, frustrated, disappointed last night, probably been even more angered by the some of the reaction from, from Wrexham fans, even Wrexham admins on their social media page to uh, all the sort of gloating and stuff for the bragging rights. But there's also been other other reaction. Um, do, do, do you know on that? Do you know on that? Just to just to interrupt on, on that. Um, I have a real I don't like so I don't like admins on social media. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just was sort of real pet hate of mine where like they're all tr- always trying to get one. I mean, these are like football clubs. They're like professional organisations. And then you've got um name calling each other. Yeah, out on social media it's just like it's cringy as hell like i just really don't like it i just think it's pathetic this could like, be this could I, be a new podcast section ollie westbury's pet peeves yeah I, and, then they, <laughs> and then they put that tweet out didn't they saying shrewsbury's big day out well how is it shrewsbury's big day out yeah. we were at home for god's sake it kind it kind of made no sense did it but there's been other reaction as well um Salah fans would have seen elliot lee's interview on the with welsh broadcaster s4c um, taken aim at some comments made before the game by Shrewsbury defender Tom Flanagan, who's been um, working on a BBC Radio Shropshire in recent weeks. Um, and there's also been a, a lot of reaction from Shrewsbury fans to other comments made by Flanagan on Radio Shropshire um, yesterday. And I'm just going to read out a few of those, a few of those comments. A lot of it is around um, is around Shrewsbury's recruitment um, in the last few months. He was talking to the, on, it was on the verdict after yesterday's game, um, which I know Salah fans will be well aware of. Um, and he said, um, the recruitment comes down to it massively. I think that last season it was done right. With some players we brought in, I think this season there's been a little bit more of an unknown. I think that's, I think it's a little bit naive to think that players are going to come from the League of Ireland and walk in like the likes of um, Tamisi and Max. Um, they'd have been looking at Wrexham's team today and thought, bloody hell, they're a good team. And that's the difference. He's also talked about budgets. He says that's the easiest excuse. Premier League clubs use it. Um, it's something to hide behind, but it's a fact. It's a fact we'll never know unless you're sat in a boardroom with the chairman. Um, and he's made some other comments as well um, regarding recruitment, which is, has got Salat fans talking. And a lot of our questions today are regarding the uh, regarding the recruitment side of things. Ollie, um, I saw this sort of blow up a little bit among the, the Salab sort of uh, social media group, if you like. Um, I sort of follow a lot of Shrewsbury fans on social media. Um, and yeah, a lot of fans want our reaction to it. When I saw it, I was a little bit a little bit stunned. I've seen that Tom Flanagan has been doing some radio in recent weeks. And I saw his comments about Wrexham last week, which I thought stoked the fire and almost sort of you know, I spoke to someone last night who said that was probably pinned up on the Wrexham dressing room wall before the game. Um, but these comments uh, have got Salat fans talking about the recruitment. And like we've said, there's, there are question marks around the recruitment um, from Shrewsbury this season. There has to be with with sort of the league position and the and the, and the performances and, and you, as you say, lack of goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but from my point of view, it was probably off the mark for a, a Salat player to make those comments on the radio. Um, I don't know what you think of it. It's uh, it's something that's probably got some Salat fans talking a lot more than the the actual Derby result yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's seeing <laughs> Tom Flanagan has. <clears throat> so he's been on the radio now for a few weeks. I think it's something he wants to do, um, from what I understand. Um, and he has been praised for his the way he articulates things and the way he talks about things and perhaps his honesty um, and the way that he assesses things. He did actually say yesterday, and these comments will never be, aren't the ones that will be focused on because they aren't, they're, they're positive. Um, but he did say yesterday that he thought that was the best half of football, the first half was the best half of football that he has seen. So I listened to it in the way back. I listened to the verdict on BBC Radio Shropshire as I was driving home. I left the ground at about seven o'clock last night and I was listening to it as I was as I was driving, driving back. Um, and yeah, the, 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 the comments are, they are pretty damning um, from Tom Flanagan. I'm just trying to think of how to articulate my my opinions on this. So I mean, we've spoken about this off off, off pod, haven't we, Johnny? Um, that you know, he, firstly, he took he took aim at Wrexham last week, and I mean, I don't know if you saw Elliot Lee's post match interview, but um, yeah, he thanked Tom Flanagan for the win. So uh, I don't think that was particularly smart. Um, I feel like it's creating a rod for your own back to a to a, to a certain degree because you're not even playing. Like <laughs> you the only yeah. person you the only people you're setting up there are your teammates. Um, so it's not even like well you're trying to. It's an interview post match that he's done when he's fit to play. But I mean I've had chats with Flanagan. I mean Flanagan comes up to the press box he, and I, and I chat to him. Um, you know I think it was before the I can't remember what game it was before the whatever, um, before one of the games. And I spent probably 25 minutes chatting to him um, about Shrewsbury and about football and what he believes. And he's very honest in his assessment of things. Um, I, I think what concerns me is, is is that, I don't know, I just don't think that that's the place for that kind of, for you to, I mean, as a professional, I'm just not sure that that's the right thing to do, to be going on air and effectively, you know, airing is it dirty laundry I, I, I don't know I mean I'll tell you the one thing that I think is really wider than Mark is, is I don't think that you should be criticizing your teammates in public I mean as someone I, I mean I, we talked about this didn't we uh, before we started recording but you know as someone as when I was when I played cricket in a in my previous career the one thing that I was I always wanted was I wanted the senior players to think I was good I wanted the see I wanted the respect of senior players and if a senior player would have come out and kind of said what Tom Flanagan has said on the radio yesterday about signing players from the League of Ireland about me, I would have been absolutely horrified. And Tamisi and Max were the ones that he named. He named them as well, didn't he? Um, Matt, uh, obviously, Tamisi and Mr City yesterday would, would have already felt pretty, I would have said, flat about the situation. Um, so I feel as though, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't think that's the kind of. I think that's pretty unprofessional, to be honest. I don't know what his teammates must think about it when he's kind of, you know. I, I appreciate that you know fans want players to be honest and stuff, but I mean, I, I don't know. But that's that anyway. The other stuff yeah. that he says about the recruitment and stuff. I mean, I, I still I think obviously he, he must obviously have decided that you know he doesn't particularly see a future at Shrewsbury. I mean, I don't know that he's not said that to me, but he must 
have decided that he doesn't see a future because nobody that sees a future at a club would decide to go and do that because that's the kind of thing that, you know, I mean, they're your boss, aren't they? So if you decide that you're going to go and criticise your boss like, if I criticise my boss like that, I think I'll be expecting me P45 in the post yeah. next week. And there's, um, there's things in them, you know, them, those quotes that I've just read out now, there's things, you know, he talks about players from the League of Ireland and he talks about recruitment. And yes, fans will look at them and say, he's spot on or there's an argument for that and there's an argument for this. However, like you say there, I don't think it should be coming from a senior Shrewsbury Town player on the radio. You know, if that comes from a summariser, if that comes from, think, for example, I mean, if that comes from Steve Cross, someone so like, yeah, like yeah, a summariser, yeah. or someone else who's not within the confines of, of, of Salop in the squad or, or a staff member, you know, that's absolutely fine. Or if it comes from myself or it comes from you or, you know, someone in the media, I think, yeah, I think it's not the right place. Even if the comments, you know, maybe ring true with some supporters, it's probably not the right person, not the right place. It's probably going I mean, to yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, I, the, you, you look at the comments and, you know, some of what he said, well, a, a lot of what Tom Flanagan speaks a lot of sense, you know, he speaks an awful lot of sense. Um, I just don't think it's a place for him to be coming on the radio and, and saying those kind of things. I, I just think that's, it creates division, it creates animosity. Um, and there's things in there that he's, you know, they compared, they compared Shrewsbury to Lincoln. And saying that, you know, that Lincoln do a great job recruitment wise. I mean, they're two points above Shrewsbury, you know, haven't played the same amount of games. Like that's, you know, um, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, and I do I do agree with you, like, you know, some of what he's saying, you know, a lot of what he's saying is not particularly stuff that you look at and think, OK, you know, that's wider than mark. Because, you know, at times you see the, the recruit, recruitment so far, you know, Things have not worked recruitment-wise, you know. So a lot of the things that, that he's saying is right. I just, I, I just can't believe I'm hearing it being said, and I, I just, yeah. It's I, the I just, time and the place, isn't it? It's the time and the, the place. The place involved, yeah, there's a the time and yeah. the place. If you want to, yeah. if you finish your, your career at Shrewsbury and you want to write a book and you want to write those things, I mean that's fine. But this is, I mean, Shrewsbury, it's an evolving situation. They're up against it as it is. But, you know, having a senior player kind of do that as well um yeah it's not you know you know then there's things in there about budgets i mean he's saying about players and premier league teams use budgets as an excuse i mean i wouldn't say it's an excuse i'd say it's a it's, it's a reality of where people find themselves you know not everyone can go out there and spend an absolute fortune on players all the time but and, and that's what that what i do want to say clear without sounding like an apologist for the club is that probably quite a lot of what he says is not far from the truth, I would imagine. Um, but I just, I just can't believe that he's he's coming out and saying it. To be fair, I mean, uh, yeah, um, he obviously just doesn't care, does he? Um, yeah. And I'm sure fans appreciate the honesty, but I imagine that the club do not. Um, no. So I can't imagine we'll be seeing him on the radio anytime soon, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there'll be uh, a few very, uh, well, potentially spicy conversations at, uh, at the training ground this morning. But anyway, we'll move on to the January transfer window. Matt Taylor addressed it yesterday. He is hoping to imminently bring in a, a striker or reinforcements up front. We've already talk, talked about, we've talked probably in every episode this season about the, the Shrewsbury Town striking um, issues and finding the back of the net. Um, Ollie, we know Nathan Fraser from Wolves was in the ground, uh, I think, last week. And I believe there was a, or potentially saw a, a young Crystal Palace striker who was potentially in the crowd. I saw a, yeah. a couple of rumours on social media. So it looked like they're stepping up their search for a, a, another number nine. 
Yeah, I've had that confirmed that, that, that he was there yesterday in a similar capacity um, to what Nathan Fraser was there. Um, you know, um, I don't know if Shrewsbury, why Shrewsbury are trying to keep these, you know, young lads quiet, um, why they keep inviting them to the ground where everyone can see them. Um, you know, if, if they don't want these things getting out, because otherwise they are going to get out because people just see them, don't they? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, they're stepping up. They want a number nine. The only thing I'd say about the number nine situation is, is there has been there has been a, a big kind of call in recent weeks about how they need to start taking their chances. But and I feel like that's criticism aimed at the number nines in terms of you know Ryan Bowman and Max Matter. But I do think that's fairly harsh because I don't look at Bowman in fairness. I mean, I can't think of a chance that Bowman really has missed, a sitter that Bowman has missed. I mean, the chances yesterday, like you know, it's the Taylor Perry probably had three opportunities he could have scored yesterday. I mean, he's a midfielder. So I don't necessarily think that the number nine will will just completely solve all their goal scoring problems because like I say like Bowman's not missed a stack of chances it's not like he keeps falling to the centre forward in the six yard box and he keeps skying it over the bar this is not the case they're falling to everyone they're all missing them you know Dunkley missed one yesterday I mean Dunkley's firstly in the team to defend isn't he but yeah that's kind of my 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 my, my thoughts on that I did think that yesterday um you know that the Bowman's playing up front, but I actually thought Bowman did pretty well yesterday. I thought he had a good game. Um, in so. terms of that January recruitment, I'll you know he's talked obviously about striker yesterday, but what are Salop's overall hopes for for the window? Can you give Salop fans any sort of indication of that? Is it is there other position they want to strengthen? Is there sort of numbers up top? Obviously Udo, we know we know Udo's out um, for the foreseeable future. You know, whenever, whenever, more than one striker or yeah, whenever you whenever you ask about whenever you ask about it um in terms of um yeah whenever you ask about recruitment think and you say what areas do you want to strengthen they just go straight on to mouth straight away just say number nine um so in terms of that i mean you can only ask the question and the answer that you get is the answer that you get so you know he said i asked him yesterday again about transfers i asked him two or three separate tales two or three different questions on transfers and players and and, and separate things and other issues so you know, they are where they are with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I gather number nines. I think at first they wanted a couple of number nines, maybe two, even three, potentially. Um, I don't know whether that may have changed since they've changed system. Um, you know, they might not be. They might not be looking for as many because they're now playing 3-4-3 three, three and they're playing with, you know, I suppose effectively in, inverted forwards, aren't they, with Tamisi Samoale and Jordan Shipley on one side. I know that Bayliss and, you know, we saw Roland Idawo come in and play on the right side of the front three. So maybe they might be looking looking for for more players of that kind of ilk rather than, um, you know, what, what we have seen. So we'll, we'll just kind of have to have to see, I suppose, with what players they decide to to kind of bring in. Yeah, we'll have to uh, wait and see. But I think I think that might might have just from people I've spoken to that may that may I mean I don't know this for sure. I've not had it confirmed by the club, but that that may have changed. Um, yeah, that, that that could have changed, and they might actually be looking at. Um, I think that the priority is number nine. Let me get that clear. The priority is to get a striker in as soon as possible, but that they, they, they may also want um, you know some some some, some something like they might want another number ten, for example. 
Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Plenty of time to go in the January transfer window. Just a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Catlin Toaster Man, sponsors all our podcasts here at the Shop Star and the Express Star. So big thanks to the guys down there. Uh, right, time for questions. All a lot of these have already been boxed off. So we've talked a lot of them about uh, Tom Flanagan's comments. Um, they've talked about sort of recruitment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we've covered an awful lot of that. But there is one question I want to read out. And was, there a question, was there a question about the um, the loan players? I think I read that one before we came on about loan players. the future of the loan players. Somebody might have um, added it into um, one of the questions on Flanagan where they asked any closer to the, the loan players' futures being decided. Yeah, I'll- is there is there any um is there any update on that all? Uh, this week apparently. This week. Um, that will be in a story at some stage. Now I've just given that away. It'll probably have to be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that is in terms of the players. Obviously, you know, we're all waiting on. There's been a lot of talk about Tom Bloxmas there and, and players that South have got on loan. Um, yeah, I think it's more about the players that are in the building at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I know that because I asked Matt about it. To every press conference, I ask him the same bloody question. He must absolutely hate me. Um, so I asked him about it on Friday, and he said, "I've not been thinking about it at all." He kind of get, he kind of batted me off effectively, um, and said, "I've not been. We've been pre- busy preparing for this game. We've not been thinking about that in the slightest." So I was like, "Right, okay, that's fair enough." So I asked him. So I was like, "Right, well, time's going on. Like, where are we at with this?" And he kind of yeah addressed the situation. Um, so I, I haven't listened to his quotes, so I'm going to need to find out um, what exactly it was that he said. But the gist of it was is that they're hoping that you know this this week there'll be some decisions hopefully being made. Um, so I'll dig his quotes out and it'll be in a story tomorrow, I assume. There we go, shout out fans. Um, all of our other questions were about Tom Flanagan's comments, but we have got one. It's come from Derek Castlin. Um, he said, your thoughts on likely incomes and outgoings, um, which we talked about transfers, plus if there is any substance to a rumour that Daniel Udo is handing in a transfer request. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know where these rumours come from, but I know that that's not true. Um, what I do know is that I don't think that, does, so just because he's handing in a transfer, he, he hasn't, as of yet, as of this morning, as of, you know, is it Monday today? Monday, you know, all the all the days are confused because of. But as 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 Monday, January the eighth, it's currently, um, you know, this morning, and as of yet, he hasn't handed in a transfer request. That doesn't mean that he won't leave this month potentially. Like I, I don't know that, but it doesn't. He's in the last year of his deal, so if they're gonna get any money for him, they'll get it this month. Um, but in terms of the transfer request, he hasn't handed in a transfer request. Yeah, it's funny where these rumours come from sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, so the thing is, the thing is with these rumours is that sometimes they are right, you know. So you, so like, you, you kind of, you know, you see rumours on social media, and some of them you you you, you can't, you, you don't you don't know, do you? I mean, there's, there's been the rumour about Jack Price going around going around on social media for I don't know how long about how he's going. That's about it. that's about three months old now, isn't it? That yeah, one. I've yeah, never yeah. Seen that he's one been still injured. Um, but yeah, so it's funny where they all come, where they come from. But sometimes you get a rumor that, that that that's not actually a rumor that it's it's actually right. So you just have to wait and see. But, yeah. but no, I don't understand. I, I, sorry, I understand that that the Dan Udo one is that he hasn't actually added in a transfer request. There we go. South fans, that one gets that confirmed. Derek, thank you very much for your question. Other the other South fans, thanks for your question. If you haven't read them out, because we we've pretty much covered all the answers. Um, but thank you very much for for getting in touch. Just finally, I'll going to wrap up. We've talked. You know, Stephen has come to the Crowd Meadow. Um, 
comes to Craig Meadow on Saturday. Um, we talked about the performance was being good, but all it matters is a result on Saturday. You know, if Shrewsbury maybe don't get a win or, 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 you know, certainly if they lose the game, that pressure will continue to mount, won't it? Yeah, and we will have to wait and see um, what the um, what the ground test is like. Um, you know, if they don't win, it'll be what's the reaction like in the stadium. That is that is that is what guides me to to, to feeling what the I think that is. I don't. Know, do you agree? I mean, because yeah, what you get, I think what, you get social, what you get what you get with social media is you get because so when we beat Wickham, that everybody was absolutely over the moon with the performance and the way that we beat Wickham. Now I thought that was a smash and grab. Like you know, I thought we defended brilliantly, we defended resolutely, but I didn't think that was a particular. It wasn't a particularly like it wasn't an impressive win. We kind of. It was a dogged, backs to the wall, defensive display, and we did really well. But it wasn't like a it's a performance where if we keep playing like that, we will start losing, um, and we kind of did. And and but the reaction to that was everybody was so happy, everybody was absolutely loving it, blah 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 blah. Uh, and I was kind of like, mm, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good win. But 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 then but then equally like when, when we lose, it's like it's the end of the world at the same time. And it's like, well, there's just a little bit of a middle ground to be to be found isn't there um so um that's how that's how I'm, I, I try and judge it rather than looking yeah. at based on the reaction of what you read on social media um so we'll wait to see I think they need I think they need a result I don't think they can go and lose I mean the problem is is that what town I mean I, I will actually look at this but what town don't seem to do that much is they don't seem they don't draw many games. In fact, along with Northampton, they've got the lowest amount of uh, Northampton, Bolton, and Shrewsbury. I've got the lowest amount of draws this season. So, yeah, so they've drawn three out of the twenty-six. They've drawn three. As long as I'm looking at the right column on this league table, so it kind of feels like we go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of an expect to the spectrum. On a weekly basis, um, because of that, because we either normally we rock up to a game, and rather than thinking, okay, that's a good point, we move on to the next one. We either win or lose, um, and and that makes us streaky. You know, we either win a couple of games on the bounce and we charge up the table, and or or we lose, or we lose, we lose on the bounce, and then and you kind of feel like momentum's constantly changing. Um, you know, I'm doing a hand sign on this as a podcast, so nobody will be able to. So I'll clip it up. I'll clip it up. And put it yeah, um, but that's one of the things. You know, we've drawn three games of football this season. So sometimes when you don't play well, you gotta you gotta get out there with a point, haven't you? Because um, actually, you look at some of those games over the Christmas period. You know, if, if they could have got a point, um, or, or they could pick up a point against one of the big sides at home, like Peterborough or Portsmouth, then your points tally keeps going up. Mm. But for town, it feels like the only points that we get is when we win. And probably in recent times, we haven't done that often enough. No, they haven't indeed. A result is key. There you go, Salop fans. Ollie, uh, thanks for your time, as always, Salop fans. Thank you very much for listening. The bragging rights have uh, have gone to, to North Wales for the first time in 16 years. Uh, and that is not what Salop fans wanted. But after that, as we said, smash and grab from Wrexham. It's on to Stevenage next week. Thank you very much for listening, as always. We'll be back uh, next week on Shoes Views. Reflected on that game. Hopefully a win. Maybe some signs. You never know. Thanks very much for listening again. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.